Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 24. And today is going to be a little different. I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my co-host, Lucy Wilson. Hello. You okay? Yes, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. As you can probably hear from our voices, today is a little sombre because we have lost one of the greats from musical theatre. And doing research for this show has proven how great he actually was, not only as a person, but within the industry. Would you agree? Completely and utterly. I don't think we could do this podcast in any other way because this will have hit everybody in the musical theatre world and further harder than any other death so far. And I know that's a a very, very bold thing to say, but that's that's truly how I feel. Yeah. He had a big impact on a lot of people and had a career spanning over six decades. It's incredible. It's incredible. Of course, the man, the myth, not a myth, but he is a legend, it is Stephen Sondheim. Unfortunately, he passed away November 26th at a ripe old age of 91. Incredible, really. Which is good, mm. I'd say. A life well lived. And my goodness me, didn't he just fill those 91 years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't he just. And we're going to give you a a spice in the background and kind of a celebration of his life, really, in this episode. Because we felt it was necessary. So here we are. Enjoy it with us. Whether it makes you laugh, cry, or turn us off. Hopefully not turn us off. That'd be good. Let's begin. Stephen Joshua Sondheim. Born March 22nd, 1930. 1930, that sounds ages ago, didn't it? It was ages ago. (laughs) Like things they talk about in books. Like to say that someone was born in 1930. There was a whole other world war. Crazy. After that, yeah. Yeah. And lots of things in between. Yeah, lots of things. (laughs) Born in New York City. New York City. What a place to be born. Like, must have been busy. I don't mean like just in the street, <laughs> you know, in in a hospital, but, you know, like when people say they're born in London, mm. like, what do you imagine when they say that? Because my sister was born in London and, you know, the hustle and bustle still around, still there. I mean, not like central London, but, you know. He was the son of Etta Janet and Herbert Sundheim, hence where he gets the Sundheim bit from. Do you know he didn't actually like his surname? He did not. He also did not like his mother. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Yes. Um, I was going to save that a little later, but as you brought it up, let's get to it. Um, his parents divorced, so she was raising him by herself. Um, and it was said that she was psychologically abusive to him. Crikey. Um upset and kind of taking out everything that happened in her failed marriage on him um not only aggressively but um coming on to him as well which is bizarre very bizarre um yeah so he did not have a good relationship with his mother and did not attend her funeral. Wow. When it, she died. You quite often find that with very creative, successful, imaginative people, particularly writers, they have quite often got a story behind them because yeah. they draw that emotion from somewhere. Yeah. And clearly that's where for him. Had a hard life. Had a very mm. hard life. But he had a friend, James Hammerstein. Heard the surname Hammerstein ah, before? Does he combine with someone, Roger? Uh, he doesn't, but his father does. Oscar <laughs> Hammerstein II combines with Richard Rogers to make Rogers and Hammerstein. So Mr. Hammerstein took Stephen Sondheim under his wing and became... His father, as it were. Mm. How crazy is that? And mental. Yeah. Very, very successful people, kind of all in the same house. But, but they didn't they wouldn't know it, know at, the it time, at the time. No. no. Because then Hammerstein died shortly after Sondheim got his first job. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Sondheim got his first job in 1957, and then Hammerstein died in 1960. Wow. Yeah, of stomach cancer. On the 23rd of August, right near your birthday, and the birthday of my son. <laughs> How crazy is that? Um. Yeah. <laughs> He was one of the wealthier kids in New York. So a lot of kids in that time weren't very well off. Um, just because of living within that climate, it was expensive. Um, but he was one of the better off kids. So his dad made dresses that his mum designed. Wow. Um, and that's how they were making their money. Um so yeah, he went to many, many a prep school, um, and and special education. So uh, he went to Williams College in Massachusetts um, for a theatre program. So theatre has has been a love of his for a long time, if not forever. Mm. <laughs> um, which is really cool. It's nice to hear that it goes back so far because you find that some people in the industry adopt it late and and they only discover it in 
college or um, high school, as the case may be, over across the pond. Um, so it's nice to to know and hear that that love started early, early on with him. And then when all his life, got invited to a party. And then um, that was it. He, he started um, doing lyrics and composing and just getting his name out there. And then was part of one of the most well-known shows ever, West Side Story. Mm. And kind of from there, as they say, the rest is history. Um, yeah. So on the topic of him doing West Side Story, do you know how many, they call it, major works? Okay. He has either done the music and lyrics for or just the lyrics for. Could you have a guess at how many major works? Major works. So something mm. that's made it to a stage. Wow. Um, so he was 91. Considering lots and lots of so people he didn't start in his until... industry would maybe do a handful of True. shows at most. True. In his whole life, you mean? So major works in his whole life, how many? Okay, so he didn't do anything major until 62. I'll tell, I'll tell you when his first major production was. Go on then. 1954. 54? Was his first major work. Okay, so that was what it was? 24. Yeah, go on. So in 1954, his first major work was Saturday Night. Heard mm. of it? Saturday Night Fever? No, 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 just okay. Saturday Night. No. It is actually a reputable musical, oh. as in something that people might still do now. Um, and he did both the mu music and the lyrics for Very that. Very cool. Okay, so that was 54. Yes. So he was 24 then. So from there, hmm, I'm going to guess 30? Oh, okay. You've overshot a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Major works we're talking, so not just like little side okay. projects. 12. 19. Wow. It's a lot, isn't it? That is That's loads. major work. Some of them include Company, Into the Woods, Follies, Sweeney Todd. Wow. Lots of major works. Um, and his last major work was actually in 2008, and it was called Roadshow. Wow. Now, out of those 19 shows, mm -hmm. how many do you think he collaborated on? So 19 shows, how many did he do both the music and lyrics and how many did he only do the lyrics for? Oh, uh, I'd probably say a third were collabs. Okay. So only three of those 19 shows did somebody else do the music and he wow. only did the lyrics. Three. Yeah, so that's 16 shows that he's done both the music and lyrics for that are... He's a man that trusts no one else. Well, yeah, this is it. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Um, uh, but with that <laughs> confidence and ability also comes reward because 
he has won many an award. Yes. <laughs> so many that I couldn't possibly list every single award and everything that he's achieved. But I just thought I'd give you a little taster of Go what on. he has got. So he's got one Academy Award, eight Tonys, eight Grammys, a Special Olivier Award for his contribution to London Theatre. And, and he's also in the American Theatre Hall of Fame. Wow. He's so amazing. Incredible. <laughs> for his 80th birthday, they actually decided to rename a theatre in New York City as the Stephen Sondheim Theatre. Wow. So cool. Because yeah. they had a big concert for his yeah, 80th they, as well. They had they? many a concert. Yeah. But yes, they did have so one that cool. they they actually did. I, I was reading through all of the concerts they did for his 80th birthday. And they actually did so many concerts that I was planning to write down the name of the <laughs> concerts. And I thought, do you know what? There's so many here. <laughs> yeah. I can't even say them all. But he actually commented saying that he found it very, very honoring that they were naming the theatre after him but he also was embarrassed <laughs> why because this is what i was saying earlier he said his surname doesn't sing <laughs> oh, true yeah true um but he said it's it's a huge honor that it's named after him but he'd wished he had a different surname i wonder why he never changed it well he did actually get married in 2007 okay. i believe um uh, to a man, so I don't know if, he, if they if, took his name yeah, or true. I don't he know did how that change works. his name but didn't change it professionally. Or it, So, yes, I don't yeah, know about that one. For credits and stuff, I'm guessing he would have had to yeah. stick with what he had. That, that might be something that you could find out in one of his two volumes of his autobiography that true. he's also wrote. And the other books that other people have written exactly, about Exactly, yeah. Um, his talents and ambitions had no end so it didn't just stop with his musical theatre input he also took crosswords to New York City <laughs> what? yep so in the New York magazine they'd mm. never had a crossword puzzle until Stephen Sondheim bought in a crossword puzzle into the magazine what? A regular feature. That's yep. crazy. Crazy fact. He also dabbled in mentoring and had his finger in many a show. Many pies? Many pies. Good one. That <laughs> <laughs> he may have just commented on initially and then not followed through with. Uh, one of the major works being Hamilton with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wow. Um his conversation with Lin Manuel Miranda initially started because they were talking about reviving West Side Story together. Yeah. To which Lin Manuel Miranda said, "Actually, I'm I want to take this project on, which was Hamilton." Yeah. What do you think? And Sondheim was dubious as to whether it would be successful with the amount of rap. True. Throughout yeah, the whole true. show, but said, "You've." He said to. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you have great rhythm, you have great ability, great talent. True. You, you might be able to do audience, it. I suppose. Yeah, a, a very, very different, different audience. audience. Yeah. Like moving with the time. And it seemed like Sundime could honour that. He wasn't stuck within a time. Well, no, because 
he was the one who changed American theatre initially. Yeah. So he brought in something different. And if people hadn't accepted it, he wouldn't be where he is. Mm, so true. I imagine that he's quite accepting of up and coming new theatre. Very true. However, I did also um, hear that he said theatre these days, people want to go see theatre the easy way <laughs> and they mm. don't want to be challenged as much when true. they watch theatre as they used to be. It so, depends what you go and see, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So I think he wasn't set in his ways, but he preferred his ways. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get, I get that. that too. What a man. What an incredible, incredible man. And and such a gay icon as well, which I didn't know. Like, mm. going through the research, I, I didn't know that that was the case. Yeah. Like, well, it was crazy he was quite a so private good. person yeah um which again that might contribute to all of the factors we've spoken about but that might be why we just never knew and in a way why is it relevant it's not is it but no true it i see what you're saying it's interesting that he may have led the way for other people in the industry to feel free yeah. to Think, oh, well, sometimes getting married yeah. to in a same-sex marriage, maybe I can too. Yeah. And I hope that is what happened. True. Made people feel comfortable yeah. about their sexuality, whatever sexuality you are. Because he was such a respected name as well. I think it means a lot more to other people. True. I wonder what surname he would have picked. He liked... Uh, Wilson, actually. What? Of course yeah. he did. Uh, some others. I'll, I can find some others for you. Hang on. So he also liked Belasco, Rogers, Simon, Wilson. <laughs> but he said Sondheim just doesn't sing. But he <laughs> said it was better than Schoenfeld and also Jacobs. So True. there we go. True. Think yourself lucky, really. He knew what he liked and he liked what he knew. <laughs> true. Very true. Well, I just want to leave you with a quote about this wonderful man just to finish up. Hit me with it. Sundime was praised for having reinvented the American musical with shows that tackled unexpected themes that ranged far beyond the traditional subjects with music and lyrics of unprecedented complexity and sophistication. His shows addressed darker, more harrowing elements of the human experience. Now, if that is not a man, then I don't know what is. Thank you, Sundime. I mean, some of the stuff, as we well know, is hard to learn, but it pushes you and it puts you out of your comfort zone. And that is what I believe he absolutely intended to do. Absolutely. So, Sundime, this one is for you. Thank you very much for changing the lives of so many. Thank you for changing theatre for so many. We thank you. 
Podcast.